Good evening, friends. <laughs> and fuckos. <laughs> friends and fuckos. Uh, we got a special treat for you. Break the barriers of that. I am here with Fres- my good friend. Uh, yeah. How's it going, Alan? I'm going good. We're stuck in traffic, but what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get all political, but this yeah. state fucking sucks with the roads. It does suck. <laughs> I don't know how a five-lane freeway can back up in the middle of nowhere. Probably something transgender-related. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, we're going to the Break the Barriers event. Um, Alan, how many times have you shot this? Uh, three? Three times? Three ever. Yeah, ever since they did it, I think. It's only been around for that many times? Yeah, well, it used to be the R100. Yeah. Did you shoot it then? Yeah. It did. I shot it once then, and then I think it's... Did you, ever, did you ever win the uh, the little prime cam medallion? No. I did. Wow. Yeah. You still have it? Yeah. Yeah, you know. It's in it's in the, my bottom of uh, my box of Does belt buckles. hang above your toilet? No. No. It's in the basement with huh? rat shit and stuff. Hmm. Um, funny story. When I won that, I won one section of course, right? I think it was like the North American course. or Yeah, they broke it down into two segments. So yeah, okay. nor- it was North American and African, right? And uh, I, I beat Dave Cousins and Nick Ingham on the whatever this one course was. Mm-hmm. And so you got podiumed. Like, the, there's two podiums. There's two first-place podiums, and then there's yeah. an overall podium. Mm-hmm. Um, both of those guys were like, man, fuck this. <laughs> They were in their cars and gone, and I stood on the podium by myself with that what, stupid God, ass. What a loser! For that stupid cam, I was like, "Yay!" <laughs> you didn't win any money. No, but back at the when it was the R100, it was not. There's no money. There's no prize money. That is true. Um, at least I don't think. Yeah. And why didn't they have an Asian course? Asian course? Because well, be, you got American, then you said they have the African course. Be nothing to shoot but monkeys and rice. Um, funny thing though, when I shot it, right, uh, I was shot with Randall, mm-hmm. and Randall like was insisting on shooting. Like we weren't a team; it wasn't like a team thing. Yeah. And Randall would shoot first all the time, and they didn't have orange dots back then; they just had a little cutout. Yeah, right? you had to find them. I would just aim off of Randall's arrow all the time. If it was a money event, there's no way that would have flown. No. They would make you alternate. So. Yeah, I did good, but not because, you know, not because I did it, like, purely myself. Mm-hmm. I basically had a teammate. Okay. So, anyway, a little confession there. Confession moment. Um, let's see. You did good at this event last year. Um, Didn't you? No, the year before, Brandon and I took second in teams. That's right. Last year, we did not. We shot better than we did the year before. But the uh, competition was heavy last year, right? Yeah, the competition is getting steeper. Uh, wasn't it like Broadwater there last year? Yeah. Broadwater, a couple other guys. Yeah, Jesse shot a, shot really good last year, so I think he won individual and whoever he was teamed with. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, uh, So the year that you and Brandon won it as a team, mm-hmm. how did that go down? You guys just ham and egged really well? You guys had zero handicaps between the two of you, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, we, we shot pretty good. Brandon definitely picked me up more than I picked him up. Do you remember what arrows Brandon was shooting? Probably, I don't know, some Victor. I think he was actually shooting um, 
a victory hunting arrow. Yeah, the 246 diameter. Yeah, so that's a, that's a good arrow for here. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, though. Right? Like, it... Why would you shoot a 246? It has that feeling like it would grab lines. Yeah, and that's what, you know, you're... It's like this shoots a combination between, like, an ASA and a Redding shoot. Mm-hmm. So you'll have anything from 3 yards to 100 yards. Yeah. And the first couple of years they did it, they didn't have any orange spots. It was just you had to find the rings. Yeah, the scribe line. Yeah. And uh, so having a little bigger arrow could be worth it. Uh-huh. Uh, but in my opinion, you don't want to have too big of an arrow where right. you Anything have trouble. Anything beyond uh, 246. When we start edging over to the 23 diameters. Yeah, it's probably a little, little edgy, huh? Yeah, a little much, especially shooting distance out here. So there's going to be wind. It's mm-hmm. out in the country. It's on property. There's hills. The 100-yard shot is over a can. Well, there's like a little canyon, Yeah. right? There's always like a left-to-right wind there. I've noticed, too, that you get an updraft wind yes. come up out the bottom of that canyon. That's right. I remember that. Updraft wind will make you hit high on the 100. Yeah, so... You want enough arrow to grab lines if you feel you need it, but not too much where you're worried about wind drift. I wonder how a gold tip 22 would do out here. I, you know, they probably I, all right. I think they only come in one spine. I think the gold tip 22 only comes in like a 350 spine or something yeah. like that. But I've always wanted to try it. I, I know those were big for, I want to say, like indoor nationals before the the nine three came around, mm-hmm. the twenty two was what everyone shot. Or, or would it be the X Buster? Yeah, I think I think Hans and I messed around with twenty twos back in our early tournament uh, days. Oh no, the X Buster is uh, is an Easton Arrow. The uh, I'm thinking of the uh, the X Cutter. Yeah, X Cutter is a gold tip. Is a gold tip. That's like a twenty five though correct right and then for whatever reason gold tip makes a 26 diameter arrow did you know that which ones are those triple x no not triple x uh uh fuck come on come on help me out here i don't they only make a couple indoor arrows the triple x yeah and then there's the the x X cutter Cutter. x impact no that's a different brand altogether it's something x i'm gonna say it's the double x I'm just making that shit up, but we can. I had this idea a long time ago, right? And Rudy would never, ever get come through with on this, where I was gonna quiz him on the names of Hoyt bows, right? I'm like, I'm just gonna throw a bunch of names out there, and you're gonna tell me if these bows are real or if you're gonna tell me if I just made them up. Yeah. And he's so scared that he's gonna fuck it up that he would never. He's like, no, this is stupid. I don't want to do it. Yeah, it's like the person that can tell you where the wine is made from by smelling it and tasting yeah. it. And you got to give Rudy a bow blindfold and have him lick the riser. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, it's what, a crime. What year? Mm, it's uh, it's a dry hoy. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna. He's like, mm, I can taste it. This is spiral yeah. cams. This is spiral cam. <laughs> uh, Ninety-eight uh, era. Yeah. <laughs> There's a GPS going off. Oh, yeah. Can't get lost. We're moving now. Yeah, traffic's cleared up. We're so, doing a hot 60 miles an hour. We're in Rudy's car, actually. Rudy's old car. Well, yeah, this is your car now. My new commuter car. Yeah, it smells nicer now. Yeah, there's less um, french fries in it. 
Anyways. So the competition this year is stiff. This is not going to be a cakewalk. I kind of thought... No. I know last year it was heavy. Competition was heavy. And I kind of had a feeling that this year it was going to be easier. But that is not the case at all. No, this one... This shoot is definitely getting traction. Uh Uh-huh. Just, you know, for for a couple reasons. One, being Break the Barriers is a a great organization that helps vets and disabled people. Mm -hmm. And so it's just an awesome event to, you know, spend your money on. And then they made it uh, an NFA shoot now. Uh-huh. So you got a couple things working for you. So you get a bigger profile tournament like that, especially in NFA, you know, starts <clears throat> attracting more people because there's more payouts and stuff like that. Yeah. They got um, Broadwater's mug on the poster. Yeah, they got Broadwater there on the front, yeah. you know, shooting out of a tractor or something. Now, you know, I've heard people complain that because it's a one-arrow uh, event, and there's no other event like it for it to be a national event. It's kind of a... For the NFA to put it up there, you know, with Reading and Vegas and all that stuff. I've heard people complain about it because there's no uniformity to this style. Or, you know what I mean? Or what's the word? Like, you really can't shoot this format anywhere else. But you could. If you just did it yourself. shot, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a... Like I said, it's similar to ASA. True. There's no 14 uh, ring. No 14, but still, you got your scoring rings, one arrow. Yeah. Uh, it was similar to the OPA. Yeah. Um, I have to agree with you, Alan. I, when I shot this with Rudy, I was telling him not to think of the orange dot as, like, you have to hit as a 10. I was telling him think of it as a bonus point. Yeah. You know, it's ultimately, like, um, like in the ASAs, when the guys come off the field, I'm, I shot 14 up or uh-huh. 20 up or James Les 30 up, you know. That's ultimately what we're doing out here. How many how many bonus rings we can hit, i.e. the orange. Correct. So, But it's a challenging shoot. You know, there's 102 targets, so you shoot 51 a day. Yeah. Yeah, Bad. you know, I never agreed with the whole, um, you know, I can't remember who I was talking to who was, you know, not really into the idea of this being a national shoot. Because uh, just because you can, it's not a shoot that you can do at your – or it's not something that you would see at like your local club or uh, your regional. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. It's still challenging for everyone. <laughs> I think the challenge goes across everybody. Yeah. So, agree. And there's some shit in Reading that's, you know, it's going to be different. Is Reading always, um, what do they call that? Standard spot sizing? That they, they have a gimme here or there where you get a big dot close up? Uh, I, I'm going to say they're. Pretty, pretty standard. Pretty accurate on <laughs> that shoot being the right size dot. <laughs> okay. All right. Never mind. Yeah. At this event, it's just little dot all the time. Little dot all the time. Yeah. Except for the 100. 100 slightly larger, right? Yeah, but still not big. I, I, I'm going to say the 100-yard dot is maybe the size of a softball. That's Yeesh. generous. Yeah, that's the generous dot. I'm going to say baseball to a softball size at 100. Yeah. That, you know... I do like that about this event. This event's really going to weed out some people here. Yeah. You're going to be able to, you're either going to be hitting middle or not. I can see why Broadwater, this is like his thing. Yeah, I mean, you got something before, you know, the orange dots were not a thing. Mm-hmm. You had to look for, the, you had to find the ring. So, yeah. I, now you got something to aim at, even though it's small, yeah. at least you got a point yeah, of reference. Point of reference. Yeah, I do like that. Dude, shooting for the fucking scribe lines was. 
That sucked. Yeah, agree. <laughs> um, let's see. So yeah, what's the competition going to be like? Who's coming to this this soiree? Uh, we got Dave Cousins. Yeah, coming, right. Uh, Real Wild's coming. No, Rio's not coming. Oh, he's, he's not. No, he's Konichiwa. Oh, that's right. He's coaching the Koreans. Yeah. Yeah, North Korea just sent a missile over Japan. Did they? How'd that go? Uh, oh, the Japanese were freaking out. I mean, this is a different Korea. Yeah, that's I, a bad Korea. Yeah, it's bad Korea. Uh, Rio's eating beef in South Korea. Yeah, they're good people there. Yeah, I know. I've actually talked to Rio a few times since he's been over there. Oh, yeah? It's, yeah, they're, sounds pretty cool. Pretty cool opportunity he's got. Dude, you know, I've been to South Korea twice. Have you? Yeah. Oh, you don't look like it. I don't look like it. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. You're racist. Uh, I had to go to uh, fix speakers when I was over there. Oh, okay. I had to repair a speaker, then I had to upgrade a speaker. And, That's uh, kind of cool, though. Yeah, what's crazy is it's one of the few places you go to where Asian people are, like, tall and they're muscular. And I was asking the dude, I'm like, what the, fu- what the fuck's going on? How come everyone looks like they do CrossFit? He goes, we all love CrossFit. It's really? like it's like the national pastime there right now is CrossFit and like wow. weightlifting. So I was like, oh, all right, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, did you ever see Fitness 100 on Netflix? No. So there's so many fit Koreans that they made a game show out of it, where you oh, like. I th- think I maybe have heard of that. Yeah, you got to like, wrestle for a ball, or you got to do a forever pull up. You know, huh. hang from a bar so you can hang longest. So definitely not my forte. Yeah, like South Koreans are fit, dude, hmm. and I guess the ones that aren't. Or like badasses at archery. Yeah. So hey, got to be good at something. Yeah. Oh, so when I was there, I was asking like, how come this is the case? Like, how come there's so many buff Koreans? Like, I just came back from China and no one there is over five feet tall. Yeah. And he was saying, well, they don't have beef in China. We have beef here. And uh, I was like, what? So it's protein. Yeah. That's that's truly what it is. I mean, they got. I didn't make sense to me at first because like, in China they have protein, but it's like swamp fish. And you know, steak and probably pound puppy and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) They took me out to eat once, right? And they're like, "Oh, dude!" uh, When I was in Vietnam, I had a, I I had a gigantic grasshopper. Um, but I mean, we're we're sidetracking hard on this, but I gotta get the story out. Like, yeah, they they took me to this place. It was a dock, right? It was a restaurant dock, and they're like, "It's very fancy restaurant. You're really gonna like this." And I was like, "Okay." So we eat. We're eating fish, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking bones in everything, all just the time. Chewing on bones. Yeah, yeah, there's there's no deboned anything. And I hate to sound like a princess, but I just was getting fuck it. I was getting destroyed by bones on this trip. I was getting boned, <laughs> dude. And then they they're uh, like, look like that. They're like, this fish was caught today, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. So it's fresh. And I was like, where? I was like, where do you guys normally get your fish from? They point out into this river. It's black. They're like, right here. There was a dead dog and a fucking oil drum floating in this river. And I was like, no, not right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like right, right there. here. Right there. Right here. And I was like, ah, oh, dude, I need a beer. <laughs> yeah, we got we to gotta put some booze in here to kill the, kill the bacteria. Oh, dude. Yeah, then they got like free roaming cats, the ones that aren't eaten, kind of like just from, like, roam around yeah. and like rub against your leg. Dude, they're like missing fur. They got like one eye. Jesus. You know, <laughs> it's, it's hard. But where I was is like the uh, the manufacturing capital of, of China. So if you could okay. picture it like, I guess Detroit. Yeah. All right. Know? So anyway, 
what are the big names are coming to the BTP? Uh, Jesse's going to be there, we know. I Broadwater's he, going? Yeah, Broadwater. I think Donnie Thacker I saw on the list. Yep. I saw Paige. Paige, right? Tate. Tate. The big cat. Steve Anderson? Uh-huh. Holy shit, big cat's coming. Uh, Rubio. Yep, Mark Rubio. Vegas Wendell. senior champ. Hey, I'm more of like a secret character. I'm like one of those side quest characters. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You're like, ooh, find you underneath a rock. Yeah. Exit right to exit 76. Find me underneath the rock. Complete the side quest and you get a mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> um, AB, Alan Burnett is going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. SoCal Showdown Podium. Yeah. The other hiccup with this shoot is it's the same weekend as Arizona Cup. So mm-hmm. I think if they ever figure that out to make sure those two were separated yeah i think it would be a lot bigger they increase attendance a little bit i think so i think a lot of people would use this event for reading prep yeah i mean i have no doubt you're this you know what both of us are doing i know we're going out here to win this thing but yeah I, this is a I, in my mind this is a crucial one as far as making sure your your arrows hit behind the pin for for reading yeah so Especially with the dots being smaller, you know, they're not generous dots. So if you can if you can hit these dots this weekend, you're gonna be good for reading. Yeah, yeah, you can hit the reading dot. That's a good point. Um let me ask Alan, how did you prepare for the break the barriers? Well uh the last shoot I shot was Lodi. Yeah. Shot pretty good there. You shot extremely well. You shot two down on day one. Yeah. So that's easily uh I think I think you and Taylor Spoolstra hold like either first and second place course record for the weekend. Because I shot really good. I you know, when I set my record there, yeah. Day two I shit the bed. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I didn't shoot anywhere close to what you guys did on day two. Yeah. But so but yeah, so I shot that. Shot good, so I'm, I got a bit of confidence. Um but <clears throat> Since then, life has been pretty busy. Yeah. Uh, my son plays lacrosse. It's full lacrosse season right now, so I'm yeah. trying to do as much with him as I can, go to as much games and practice. Yeah, you guys you killed know. some turkeys today, too. Yeah, and turkey hunting. Yeah. So uh, I chose to forego a couple kind of novelty shoots that's uh-huh. happened over the last two weekends. Uh-huh. Safari style. Safari right? style shoots yeah. uh, that a lot of people went to to... I did not go to those just because I wanted to go to uh, lacrosse games and turkey hunting with my son and all that. So, yeah, doing the family stuff right now. Um, but I did get out a little bit. You know, I shot my, my side yard, making sure all my close marks are. Uh-huh. Uh, and just was only able to get out a couple times and really shoot distance. So Uh-huh. It's uh, just verifying marks, basically. Just verifying marks and then really kind of trying to get arrow count in the backyard yeah you know, i figure being at home i could with how you shot lodi your setup's gonna be good yeah you know I, I would imagine you don't have to do much as far as tweaking on the setup it's just gonna be a matter of getting reps in keeping yourself feeling strong yeah and then making sure marks are good yeah so you know i know we asked i asked you earlier today but there's this big thing. All of a sudden, well, I'm going to say all of a sudden. So, Gaius Carter did a video about uh, how to make the perfect sight tape. And I think, I would I would guess that triggered Paige to make a video 
about how she makes the perfect sight tape. Okay. Uh, yes. Before I get into those and explaining to the listeners, you know, I, I, I like to paraphrase, you know, what I know from this stuff, and then people can go watch these videos or not, it, you know, entirely up to them. Uh, how do you go about making your sight tape? Uh, I use Archer's Mark app. Uh huh. I usually use that to start at the beginning of the season. Uh huh. Because you could set it one day thinking you're on, and then you go the very next day and it's completely off. So, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I do like to run a hard uh, printed out tape. Uh huh. I don't like using the phone. Right. Just because the phone just, will die. Well, I just make mistakes. Okay. You know, I want to just look at my site, set it, and go. Yeah. And not have to like check the phone then check the site then check the phone check the site right that's just me personally but I, know, I can dig it uh, I use Archer's Mark while I'm getting sighted in you know I obviously put in the peep to pin peep to arrow all the measurements arrow stuff uh, but you know I just get a 20 and a 60 uh-huh. and just work it on Archer's Mark uh-huh. until and then when I'm feeling confident there I verify some other distances you know like an 80 uh-huh 85, somewhere in there, and then... You Do you know, ever have to punch in a correction number on Archer's Mark? Yeah, once in a while I will. Uh-huh. Um, Where is that normally on your... on your? Uh, sometimes it could be, you know, past 70. Okay. And sometimes I've done it like 43 yards type of thing. Yeah. So, so that's where I've found... I've found that it's normally beyond 80 is where things start to get a little... Yeah the need for correction so once I'm comfortable with uh, Archer's Mark I go to Archer's Advantage online and input all the same information but there I feel I can I can fine tune and actually print out a good sight tape uh-huh. but essentially when I'm done I have a printed sight tape but I also have Archer's Mark that's really close uh huh so I got both of them. So if there's ever an issue, I can always go one you can always the other. refer back to Archer's Mark if, if something seems funny on the yeah. tape. That's cool. And then you print out your shorties on the, from Archer's Advantage? Yeah, print out the shorties from Archer's Advantage. Um, they're usually pretty damn good. Damn. So. It must be nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what the secret sauce is. I just do it and I test it and, um. What I did watch Paige's video. I didn't see Gaius's video, but okay. Now let's start with uh, Paige's video. So Paige talks about using Archer's Mark and yeah. Archer's Advantage, right? Yeah. She's she's very much of I'm going to utilize everything I can. Correct. Um, she talks about shooting, I believe, a 30 and an 80. Is that correct? Mm. For her distances, or did she say 2060? I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch the whole thing. 100 percent. God. <laughs> I know. Alan. You can't you can't say you watched anything and don't hey, expect me to follow up. I watched Turkey Hunting. I watched Turkey Hunting. Okay, well, for hey, the people, at least I'm being honest and not making some shit up. I would rather you just it's archery archery filtered. You know how I roll. Just just make some. I gotta drink some <laughs> vodka here. I got a little tickle in my throat. So, Paige says to shoot your distances, right? I think yeah. she said thirty and eighty. I can't okay. remember. She might have said twenty and sixty. And she said she... It's basically the same thing she said uh, that, that Gaia said. I, I'm, if I'm recalling this correctly, she said at three yards, she shoots an arrow hole. 
Yep. And then she, she writes that mark down, and then she tweaks her peep height until... Um, it matches up. And Yeah, until it matches. I've done this, and what I've found is at three yards, you can pound the same arrow hole with, like, 20 different marks, basically. Like, the at, at three yards... With it, a difference of, like, 20 clicks or something. Yeah, with, like, different... like. Whatever that you hit it with, you can usually like put a handful of rips into your sight and still hit that arrow hole. And what I noticed is on Gaius's video, he says he does eight yards. So to me, I would think that eight yards, maybe you don't get, maybe there's a little more fidelity there. You know, maybe you have to be a little more precise. But the thing is, at eight yards, do you do you get three yards? You know, do you still get your three yard? Yeah. Like, or does shit <laughs> yeah, change? Yeah, I see what you're saying. So I, I I don't know. The way I went about doing it was, I I shot my three yard, and then I I turned my sight until it was out, right, okay. one direction, and then I shot for the same bullet hole and then turned it the other way, and then I knew I had a range between this mark and this mark, as long as that number is somewhere yeah. in there mm-hmm. it's good and so I played with my peep height a little bit and made sure that you know the, the three yard is inside that number and then everything else is good I using Archer's Mark I still I still had to add a correction site for 100 yards um, I may have added a correction site for I think I did pages 30 and 80 and then I yeah. did a correction for like 11 you know, so I try to get the whole the whole mm-hmm. range of stuff there. Um, Paige also said something that I thought was really interesting, where she says she has three different profiles. She showed that on Archer's Mark, you can duplicate. You can hit duplicate bu- yeah. button, uh, duplicate all your settings, and create another profile. And what she does is create a close range set of marks, a middle range set of marks, and then a long range set of marks. Which yeah, that's I'm, I'm confused as hearing that. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny is like you know earlier we were talking about it, you're like it seems like a lot. She said it seems like even she said it's a lot, but she says uh, you know it's whatever it takes, and I you know I do. Uh, but that's the mentality she has, and that's why she wins. Yes, yes, that's why she's a champ. Hold on, real quick. And and so yeah, I, I mean, I'll be the first person to say. Page is on absolute tear this year. Yep, I've I've never seen someone like Paige peak, and then like she never really faltered, but everyone else kind of caught up, and then she peaked again and like outpaced everyone yep. again. Mm-hmm. So it's very uh, very impressive. And then that mentality of whatever it takes, I very much agree with that. Maybe I should try that. Well, I mean, if your tape works, you know, you got perfect form. And, Everything lines up and life is just honky dory for you. Then, oh shit, maybe you don't need to. But little people like me, I think my theory is like the size of my head changes. You know, my you know, short arms, big head. It changes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It changes the geometry to not be consistent okay. with whatever they you know cosine tangent bullshit that they're they're running. So. It's my theory. Okay. But, I, I, you know, I can't say. Um, I always have to punch in a couple corrections. That's why I love Archer's Mark. Yeah. I do like Archer's Advantage as well because I also like having a tape. I actually have a sight tape in my wallet to tape onto my bow, but I don't know. Just, if just in it. case, like, you're in the middle of a course and you find a roll of tape and you want to tape it on. <laughs> you don't have tape on you? No. <laughs> well, that's uh... I do have to buy ibuprofen from uh, uh, some drugstore. I'm sure they might have tape there. 
from the drug drug dealer on the corner. That's not ibuprofen, but <laughs> oh well. So check this out. We are going to Fresno. Let's do a little other side ticket here. Yeah. Uh, I, I smoked an eight ball once, right? And I talked to my buddy after. Uh, now you guys should all know I was in my twenties. All right, I was uh, delinquent. This wasn't last week. No, it wasn't last week. Okay. I'm. Dude, we know we joke. I joke about smoking weed now. I, I, I rarely smoke weed now that I'm a dad. I kind of had, you know, when you want to get your shit together, you get your shit together. Yeah, right? you have to. You have to. Once um, you get some minions. Yeah. You know, they're relying on you to have your shit together. Yeah. So you at least got to fake it. Um, but when I was a younger man, I smoked an eight ball and I thought, man, I can breathe so damn good. Like, it's a damn shame we don't sleep because I would get the best sleep. <laughs> If I could just, you know, if I could close my eyes and stop yeah. taking the lawnmower apart for a second. Right. Um, and my buddy goes, yeah, dude, that shit is cooked up out of antihistamines. Like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It's all Sudafed and, you know. That's why you can't buy Advil colon sinus anymore. I really like people cooking up in the glass. Yeah. Oh, man, those were good times. And it's funny is I, I got clean through, like, sheer willpower of not wanting to be a drug addict anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I never went through the, the um, what do you call it, Narcotics Anonymous program. Sure. So when people ask me, like, what, what do you think about, like, what do you think about, like, smoking <laughs> smoking an eight ball? I'm like, oh, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's, it's the wrong answer all the time. I'm like, ooh, keep it uh, away, keep it away. And But, uh, you know, you get older, you, you have kids. Yeah, the shit, yeah. The shit you just wouldn't trade. Yeah. And I was long over it. Uh, since before my kid came around, too. I was over for a while. That's good. That's good. Still smoked weed a lot, but, um, you know, yeah. I'm even putting the weed down. That's good. Um, so, yeah, Paige has multiple site tape profiles. That, so after she had mentioned that, that has, like, I would not be against trying that. No, yeah. I'm, I'm curious on that. Where you can, like, really dial in, I don't know, certain marks. You know, right down the mm-hmm. right down the pipe, you'll have them set. So that's going to be a good one to, to check out. But again, that's an archer's mark. You're going to be using your phone for that one. I I think it's a good idea to have a sight tape on your bow at any given point, just as a um, an added step, right? So you get to your target, you read the stake, you set your sight. Yeah, and then you can fine tune it. Yeah, you can fine tune it with your phone if you really wanted to. So I guess I got to watch Gaius's video. See what he has to say. Hey, we'll watch it together tonight. We'll comment on it later. Wow, you want to cuddle when we're done? Sure, dude. I do nothing. Okay. I'll probably be passed out. I've been up since three. Yeah, that's true. Killing turkeys and stuff. Slaying turkeys, me and Jackson. (laughs) Well, you know, it's what they say. One in Fresno. Yeah. Um, what else you got on that list there, pal? Let's see. Did my three mark thing? Um, I know Dave Cousins hates Archer's Mark. But I can't tell. Like, so I heard about Dave Cousins not liking Archer's Mark through our, our good friend Rudy because Rudy, because I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. You know, Rudy adopts it and it was like, okay, you know, that's how I'll roll. And I think he was trying to sell it to Dave Cousins and Dave told him, like, that program sucks dick. All? <laughs> but I don't know if he was just shutting Rudy down to be, <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe. Um, so, yeah. He's very much about Archer's Advantage. I don't imagine if he has, you know, whatever great, it is you guys have. program. Yeah, whatever it is you guys have in common that makes a really clean sight tape. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd imagine it's it's really all you need. And, you know, Emerson, the guy that coached me, 
would only go off of a sight tape. He would never use his phone. Yeah. You know, so... He also printed up... On Archer's Advantage, you can also print up the individual marks for every yardage. Yeah. And he would print and laminate those and walk around with those in his pocket. I usually do that with uh, Sub-20. Oh, yeah? I'll print them out. All your Sub-20 marks? Uh-huh. Uh, I think I have them on the back of my phone right now. The, are, the they, close... are they current? Yeah. Yeah, okay. they are. But, again, I like using my, uh, my phone because it's... I have... It's going to sound dumb. Rudy's making fun of me. Standard procedure. Yeah, Rudy says, like, I'm kind of like a wine connoisseur, where I'll shoot a mark, and if it's not good, I'll, you know, tweak it and then write down the new mark and be like, Mm hmm, is this good? And that is literally what I do. (laughs) Like, the way I prep for this was verify marks for weeks. This has been three... I'm thinking well, that's, I'm not, that's what you're supposed to do. I think so too. I, I think so too. Instead of just if it's like, not right, you gotta make it right. Exactly. It's yeah. not like if it's wrong, you just leave it. It's like Paige said, whatever it takes, right? So, um, for the past three weeks, it's all I've been doing. It's like you know, set them, you know, get your mark, hit as middle as possible. The next time out, is that mark still hitting as middle as possible? If mm-hmm. not, find the number. And just chip away at it until it's cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. Yeah. And I remember, you know, when I was competing a lot, that was the game. That Like, that's how I, you know, after the bow holds good, your execution's decent, sight marks is really where you, you know, can make or break, you can fuck you. Yeah. If it's not right. 100%. So. Well, man, you got any, uh, you got anything else you want to add to this little soiree? No, we'll uh, we'll do a little uh, day one recap maybe tomorrow. That would be fun. That would be fun. I would we'll, like to get. Uh, oh, I, I brought an extra mic, so if we can get another person in, I wouldn't mind trying to. But if not, you know, you're all the personality this the show hey, really needs. Hey, what else you need? You know, I mean, really nothing. Nothing. You know, cheeseburger. But you know, maybe, maybe we see Elliot Peters or. Yeah, or, or Tim Otis. We're gonna be shooting with Tim Otis, and you guys have heard me talk about him. You know, you, you can watch him. He made it to, uh, I think, last year in Cincinnati. He made it to the uh, the shoot off. Tim's a killer shot. He was tied with Rubio for shit two days. Hmm. So he, he's Based. a crack shot. Based. Okay. So what else did he? He's won some shit. He's he's done he's done some good work. Um. Oh. I got one more thing. Here's the last one. Okay, last, last one. episode. Last episode, I talked about pin float and how to tame the pin float. And, you know, I have a method that I taught to all the listeners about how to tame your pin float. And I'm just curious how you go about making your pin float something, you know, that you can work with. <clears throat> yeah, that... I, I typically always tweak my stabilizers for pin float. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. It's a heavily a bar thing. You yeah. don't fuck with your uh, knock point going up and down. I haven't that much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. Sometimes I could get it. Pin float too is all on on the individual at that moment. Uh-huh. So, <clears throat> like I was saying earlier, I I shot uh, yesterday after work and it just went horrible. Uh-huh. You know, I personally don't shoot that good in the evening so you know my pin float was just a hot mess uh-huh. but i didn't want to mess with anything because i knew you know after a long day at work 
it's it's not going to be as good so i shot again this morning and it was a hundred times better so mm-hmm. you know you're not going to make any harsh judgments no i th- i think a lot of people will uh jump to conclusions right off the bat and start ripping you know weight off or adding weight tweaking bars one way or the other yeah um honestly i'm gonna say if you're not a high level pro like that's probably not the best way to do it right um you know if you're if your pin float is is all over the place one day i think you need to have a uh compilation of days yeah worth of worth of uh data all right as a pin float was this on monday was it better the next day or better the next day if it if it was better the next day you maybe you just had a better day yeah or you slept on your arm or yeah gave, left on North gave yourself Avenue. a stranger and didn't recover yeah properly you know, um that, so you're right like i i've also said i don't know if i said it in the last episode where i was talking about pin flow but i i have said in the past that you want to um you want to take like a couple hundred shots total before and and listen to the bow before you in a quarter of a mile try to just right guess to what the bow is telling you yeah you know what i mean it, it, i feel like if you, you're gonna take five shots unless you really know your bow you don't know what the, what it needs from you correct you know or what yeah what's required to make that good shot so turn i've always right kind of said in the past 132 east i've always kind of said in the past that you want to take hundreds of shots and right around you know I don't know. Just picking an arbitrary two or three hundred shots, the bow will start to tell you, like, okay, I'm dipping out here, or I'm going yeah. out here. And... Then you could start, you know. It, my personal opinion, you get you get a, a two or three miles. days worth of shooting. Maybe it's not days. a couple hundred shots. Uh huh. You know, your your average guy doesn't get to shoot that much, honestly. Correct. Correct. So I mean, I've been like, as of late, I've been practicing maybe twice a week yeah same if, yeah. if that type of thing and it's most of my practice has been at just 20 yards shooting in the backyard uh-huh. just to try to get reps in i think if you're doing 20 or i'm sorry if you're doing two times a week i think you have to be real smart and with what kind of movements you do yeah because you can send yourself into the weeds real real easy i've been really since i've been not shooting a lot of arrows i've been trying to shoot quality arrows that's good so that just talking myself through the shot keep strong all that that way i can really see what my pin floats doing so uh-huh. um that's a really high level I, I don't i don't mean to blow smoke up your ass or anything but that's a high level thing in archery is grading yourself on the quality of the shot i feel like um i used to not believe in that i used to believe it's, it's all score dependent right mm-hmm. score is good that's that's how i know it's good but you start to get to this point where it's like you want the shot that's going to break clean, break easy. Yeah. The aim's easy. That's the one you want. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have to struggle left and right because it's going to fatigue your confidence. It's going to fatigue your brain. Yeah. Um, back to the pin float thing, Alan. Where do you set, set your pin, uh, I'm sorry, your peep height? Uh, about 50 yards, 55 about yards. About 50, 55 yeah. yards? Yeah. Is that intentional? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool, man. Well. Yeah. That pretty much covers it, dude. Like, uh, I mean, at least for today. We'll do a recap tomorrow. We'll figure out, you know, some good shit to talk about as far as, uh, you know, what we're experiencing for, for day one. Yeah, we'll uh, see what targets we have t- tomorrow for the first half and 
Yeah, we'll, it's cool. we'll have something to talk about. We're starting on 3D, so we're pretty much starting at the beginning of the course, with the exception of what two targets. Yeah. So we'll give That'll you guys a complete rundown. All right, everyone. Well, all thank right. you for listening. Thanks, AB. No problem, man. You're welcome. All right, dude. Catch y'all later. Later. Rundown. All right, everyone. Well, all thank right. you for listening. Hey, are you tired of door dashing? Are you sick of? Uh, <laughs> groveling to your boss for a raise start a side hustle what's a legit side hustle uh either teching bows or uh building strings and i had this idea to build strings instead of door dashing but it's way too hard it's truly a, a craft that takes a skilled uh skilled dude that is better than i <laughs> If you were so inclined to get into the art of string building, though, my man, Butch Baker, makes string jigs. And if you, you know, say you're like me and too scared to make your own strings, you don't want to blow up and take lose your eyeball, uh, there are string, uh, shop vices uh, that Butch makes that are fucking dope. Uh, his vices you can use for anything from leveling your third axis to leveling your rifle. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um Baker Archery Products, uh, they're, you know, owned and operated by Butch Baker in Idaho. He's fucking cool. One of the nicest dudes I've ever met. And uh, all his stuff is American-made. He does not do what my company does and outsource shit to China. <laughs> Dude makes shit at home. So support an American. Support a patriot and support a small business. Check out BakerArcheryProducts.com and uh, get yourself something good. All right? Guys, this show is brought to you by Carbon Craft Stabilizers. My man Brian Webb out at Impact Archery Clovis makes the Carbon Craft Stabilizer. It is the best bar, hands down. Uh, people ask, Wendell, why is it the best bar, hands down? Well, uh, let's see. Is it stiffer? Yes. Is it lighter? Yes. Is it damper? Yes. Than any of those other bars you've tried. The best bar that I've heard about to compete with the Carbon Craft bar right now is the new XL bar. And the only thing I can hear, the only thing I hear about the new XL bar is it's as good as a Carbon Craft bar. <laughs> no joke. Uh, don't shoot the messenger. That's just what I've heard. So if you guys are interested, check them out. Carbon Craft bars, I'm pretty sure they will beat XL bars uh, price point wise. Uh, if you guys are interested, give Brian Webb a call down at Impact Archery and Clovis, or you can place an art order with my man Rudy Sandoval or Austin Watts at West Coast Archery in Petaluma. Finally, the show is brought to you by my friends Darren and Bet out in Napa, California. They are the owners and operators of DB Custom Coatings, the Saracoders out of Napa. Um... My friends Darren and Bet, they Saracote bows. They can make your old shitty bow look freaking new and awesome. They can make your boring stock colors look rare and special. Uh, Darren does an amazing job Saracoting. He does anything from solid colors to American flags to fades to anything. I've seen him do a galaxy on a PSE before. It was nuts. Um, he does Casey Caulfield's bow. All right, check that out. Casey Caulfield on the side of the Lancaster truck. She's shooting the bow that Darren Saracoded. What does that tell you? 
Darren ain't no slouch. The dude is good enough for the Coffle family. So, uh, yeah, Darren's the shit. He's a super cool guy. He does releases too. You know, don't don't just think that he doesn't uh, do other things. I know he's done inserts or outserts. I think for hunting arrows for Chris Schaff. Uh, all kinds of stuff. So if you guys are interested, hit him up. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Uh, you know, if you're a gun nut, if and you can disassemble your your rifle, Darren can Cerakote that shit pink for you. You know, um, check him out. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Those guys are my friends. They are the one of the longtime oldest and biggest supporters of the show. So show them some love. All right. All right, everyone. Good night. Peace.